What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? Welcome to Turning Tables. I'm Johnny Zani here with Cameron Pierce, the voice of logic and reason. Cam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a bad motherfucker myself. I'm sitting here with a glass of milk and strawberry Pop-Tarts. We record at 9.18 a.m. Johnny, what's going on? <laughs> I got a fucking splint on my middle finger, and it's not bending, so I'm in a not great mood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is your middle finger just constantly sticking up? Oh, uh, the best part about it is I've had you on two occasions now walk up to people and they have had to go like, all right, let me check it. And I put my index and I'm like, not what I meant. And then I have to give them both my middle fingers. <laughs> so that has been a great way of like introducing myself to people. And I've just uh, like, it, like you said, I've been walking around with my middle finger up. So it's been great. But... Yeah, that's been my life for like the past few days. But welcome to the Turning Tables podcast here on this Friday morning. Uh, I thought it was Thursday for a minute. Uh, let's just get into what we jamming, Cam. What have you been jamming? What have I been jamming? I've been jamming, honestly, mostly podcasts lately, but on the music side of things, stuff that we're going to get to and spend probably this entire episode on for the most part. The new Architects album, which came out forever ago, I know we haven't been around. Um, I've been trying my best to jam the new A Day to Remember, and I tell you, it is not a sprint; it is a trudge. Um, what the fuck else have I been listening to? I suppose a lot of Spirit Box. Still, I listened to a, a too much Royal Blood. Way too much Royal Blood. It's a problem. It's a serious problem. A lot of Alice in Chains, a lot of live Alice in Chains stuff, actually, um, for some <laughs> odd reason. But, I mean, nothing too out of the ordinary for me. I've been so caught up in the new music that's been coming out by bands that I enjoy that I haven't really been checking out artists uh, who I've not really listened to. And also, just while I'm talking about new music, the new Rise Against song was was pretty tight, I gotta say. I liked it a lot. I have to listen to it still. It's pretty I good. It, it's kind of upbeat for them, but I mean, not upbeat in like the way that a day to remember went for sure. Like it still feels like Rise Against, and I'm pumped for the new album. I pre-ordered it like an hour after I listened to the song yesterday. Oh really? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I love those guys. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the new MGK and Corpse song? Um. There's a. There's still a little part of me that harbors some slight resentment in MGK for for some reason because of the stupid ass Eminem beef so I haven't listened to it yet I want to to support Corpse though dude definitely check it out it's a banger and right, also too it is funny as hell that cancel culture is trying to get Eminem right now oh my god dude it, people trying to cancel Eminem might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen because the government tried to do that in like 2001 yeah <laughs> and now these little 14 year old tiktokers trying to cancel him with like love the way you lie like bitch have you heard kim have you heard what one of my one of my favorites is the tiktok where it's just like where you hear like if you ever try and leave again i'm gonna tie you to this bed and yeah. set this fucking house on fire and then like and it says let's cancel and then there's that guy's like this is too much for you yeah this is the one you Shit, want to i remember over? like we're like this is oh good m's calming down yeah <laughs> m's calming down exactly have you heard 97 bonnie and clyde have you heard fucking criminal like these songs that came out 
before you were even a thought are so much more vulgar than anything he's done recently. And the government yeah. tried to shut him down for it years ago. You're not going to do anything with your 97 followers. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. And then like, you got people who like, you have so many celebrities standing up against cancel culture right now. It's just like, dude, I hope this thing dies. It won't. Like, I, not for a long time. It's not good for a long time but i really hope it does someday yeah, but, that's the thing it's like when we find ourselves in these like times where it's like we're recognizing all these issues whether it's like you know police brutality or the, the asian hate because obviously the awful events that happened uh recently what we yeah. always find is like okay we clearly have these issues let's solve these issues but then you have the people who just overcorrect and the overcorrections just overpower the actual activism that should be happening. So that that's the type of thing yeah. that continue for a long time, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. You're just paying attention to the loudest person in the room. That's right. the part that sucks. But yeah, no, but that being said, uh, what have I been jamming? Cause I should probably do that now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you architects uh i love the new album we're gonna get into that a little bit of a day to remember not pleased um <laughs> outside of that i've been listening to the midnight they dropped this awesome new song called neon medusa um i have been listening to the mgk corp song daywalker what is great uh lindemann uh, Vertical Horizon. I've been trying out a lot of new music. Uh, so I have like a bunch of one-offs from some artists and stuff like that. Um, the Black Keys, the 1975. Um, Bruno Mars' new song. Um, yeah, just, there have been a lot of new artists. I've been just trying to check out, find new stuff. And I, I found some really good material. So... Uh, yeah, my new artist's numbers are going to be very high up towards the end of this year. Uh, I listened to Silosis a little bit, Tool, Driver. Um, yeah, a lot of different stuff, actually. I, I'm only, you know, gracing this. But, yeah. Yeah, I know you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum to me, where I'm not really listening to anything new. I'm just kind of enjoying what I already know. Uh, and then yeah. you're just that's the thing with you is that like you I feel like it's a game in your head like I have to beat my new artist number from last year a little bit I'm not gonna lie like that that is there but it's also the I do I don't want to do what I did last year and sit in the same shit that was familiar I want to try new stuff so well last that's year was I don't know, dude. Last year was a wash. Just we all did that kind of. Yeah. But it's 2021 now, so I want to try and do a little bit more and try new things, especially the past week that I've had. Yeah, no shit. So. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> you, you look at um, like trying to find new artists and, and trying to top that number the same way that I keep track of my stats on Spotify like a madman. Because for some reason, yeah. like three times a week, I'm on that website. Like, who's my number one right now? What's my number one song? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can guess who my number one is right now. But I have uh, a few ideas. 
Um, to go, we don't need to, to go back to cancel culture. I love that cancel culture is going after Bill Burr again, dude. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even know that Bill was presenting awards for the Grammys. I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't even know the Grammys were happening. No, neither did I. I didn't know until maybe the day before, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a waste of time and space." And then. I saw somebody clipped on Reddit every single award that he presented. And it was just a gold mine of like whoever enlisted him to do this has never listened to him try to read ads on his podcast. <laughs> yeah, like he mispronounced like a Latin name, a stuff lot like of that. Latin names. <laughs> this is the same guy that said like like I got, I don't know where Bangladesh is, and I gotta be honest, I don't know if Bangladesh is a city or a country. Like, so obviously this isn't gonna work out. No, I mean this is the same guy who read a Sherry's Berries ad, could not control Sherry's his laughter, Berries. and then lost the Sherry's Berries ad deal uh, in just that one week. So, um. No, whoever whoever hired him to do that, I think they knew what they were doing. They knew that it was going to spark some controversy and get more eyes on it. Um, and they succeeded. They certainly did. Maybe at Bill's expense a little bit, but I don't think that he really cares. And that's actually the other thing is that, like, in the moment, he was like, I don't know how to say this name. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your name. Like, he clearly had some sh some sort of remorse for the fact that he has no idea how to pronounce these names. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's just, it's so funny. This is the second time in like, what, six months, if even? Not even. He's been yeah. like, yeah, not even. It's just, it's funny as shit to me. Oh, yeah, it's, but, it's absolutely hysterical. And it's like the thing, like, you guys think that you're going to do anything to him? It's like, have you heard any of his past? It's the same conversation with Eminem. Because exactly. If you listen to Bill's older material, I mean, his new material, I would say, is just as racy. But people are just dumb when they say that it isn't. But it's like when he he has like his bit about how it's there's no reason to hit a woman is one of the funniest bits I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's like, why aren't you people getting mad at that one? I don't even think that that one's that bad, but it's certainly worse than anything he has said between SNL and the Grammys presentation. But what got him famous, too, is like, you know, like with Bert Kreischer and the machine, what got Bill famous was just saying women are overrated and shitting all over them when feminism was like really like, I mean, feminism is fucking massive still. But like when like feminists were trying to promote shit and he was like, you guys are fucking overrated. Like, that's what got him famous. Yeah, it, it is what got him famous, but it to his detriment a little bit, it definitely has a lot of incel culture following him, which I don't <laughs> enjoy at all because the thing is you go to his comment sections on, like, Reddit or Instagram or wherever. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, or YouTube, YouTube's a great example. Most of the people are like, ha-ha, you know, he's just joking. It, like, we can all tell it's a bit. And then there's, like, the one person who's like, fuck yeah, fuck women, they're stupid. And then... I, me and everybody else were like, whoa, buddy, relax. You're an idiot. You're missing the point here. It's it's just like that whole, like, it's just like that bit he did where he was talking about white guilt and, like, how evil white people are in all the movies. And it's just like, it's just like, 
I don't need somebody coming up to me after when it's just like, you fucking said it and I was fucking thinking about it. It's right. like, no, it's not one. It's not that. It's just, it's really, I don't know, but it's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. And like you said, too, he doesn't give a shit. No, like you, you really can't cancel somebody who just doesn't give a shit. It's the same thing with Eminem. Yeah. It's just, it's just like Louis C.K. with his stand-up special that came out last year. Yeah, that, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right about that. I still haven't watched that. I, I saw a few minutes of it. I saw like how he opened it and shit. And so like, but it's just like that. And yeah, it's, it's crazy, but let's get off this. Cause we got to talk about architects. Yeah. But before we get to architects, I do want to say, if you're listening to this and you think that Bill Burr is a racist, look at yourself in the mirror because your ability to comprehend what those are saying is really really shit like the equivalent of a squirrel trying to comprehend a car so exactly that that's pretty equivalent <laughs> like the guy's married uh, to a black woman he's not fucking racist yeah no but with that being said yeah the new architects album is fucking golden yes for those that wish to exist is um you know you know you take the reins johnny i want i actually really want to know what you have to say about this record so you got me into architects first off what well, thank you by the way because i'm very thankful for that now you're welcome uh, <laughs> this this album's fucking insane this album it reminds me of back when semp eternal by bring me the horizon came out it kind of has the same sound too and it just it it's so I'm glad they went in a new direction and they're one of those bands that went in a new direction and they did it properly. And the way that they did this, they oh for starters, I don't even know where to fucking start to be honest. Like they have the catchy ass guitar lick in media. Uh, what is probably my favorite song on the whole album. Like you got the catch, like, Again, the hooky fucking chorus and animals. Dead butterflies is a fucking smash. I loved the song they did with Winston McCall. What I didn't even know he was going to be on, so I was very excited about that. I accidentally Demi spoiled that bit for myself. Huh? I accidentally spoiled that for myself uh, when listening to the record. Uh, the song Impermanence with Winston McCall. Um, I looked at my phone and I opened Spotify right when that song came on and I looked down and I saw Winston McCall there and I literally let out an, a very audible like, no, because if I, <laughs> dude, if I didn't know that and then I heard Winston on that track, I would have shit myself. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be on this fucking thing. So I was like, what the fuck? That's Winston McCall. Yeah, I didn't know anything. I didn't know about any of the featured artists on there. On there, so to hear Winston was uh, was really cool. Uh, to hear Mike from Royal Blood was really cool, and to hear um, what's his name from Biffy uh, um, Simon Neal. Yeah, Simon Neal. Thank you. Um, it, it was just really, really great to hear featured artists on an Architects record, and for them all to be really cool, respectable artists as well, who we all know. Yeah. Dying is absolutely safe too is a great closer. Like, yeah, I agree. The whole thing's great. 
I love the artwork too on the album. Like the astronaut in the cathedral is just wicked fucking cool. Just yeah, this whole album was amazing. This is this is gonna be my top ten. It, I would give this album a ten out of ten. It's really good. This is this and Holy Hell are arguably my favorite albums by them. Yeah, this this one is probably like my number three right now for them. Um, behind All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us in number one, and then probably Holy Hell in, in two. But this record, yeah. um, it I I don't really or, or no, let me rephrase it. I get nervous whenever my favorite artists are putting out new records, especially when it seems like they're gonna do something a little bit different. And it's not necessarily it's not a bad type of nervous. It's just kind of like, ooh, like, I don't know what it's going to be. Like, am I going to like it? Am I not going to like it? And we'll get to something that I didn't like in a little bit. But this album, I wasn't nervous about this album in the slightest. Like, this was the first time in probably a few years that one of my f- absolute favorite artists was putting out a record. And I was so excited and so confident that it was going to be great. And maybe that's because, I mean... I only heard two of the singles going into this record. I didn't hear Dead Butterflies. I didn't hear Meteor until the day of release. And I thought both the singles were really good. They're a little bit different, but they were still architects. Uh, And then I sat down, I listened to this record with my headphones on, Home Alone, literally laying on the floor of my living room, vibing out to the entire thing. And like truly is, this is one of the, strongest architects albums from a full album experience and it's such a headphone album like if you're going to listen to this album and you really want the experience if you have a really nice pair of headphones just go sit in a silent room and just put the headphones on and just experience it absolutely i was gonna say this is definitely a headphones album um like you said like some of the great songs on there like meteor and dead butterflies dead butterflies is probably my favorite on the record um, which I think to some people would probably be a surprise, especially when that song came out. There were certainly, there was certainly a bunch of people who were like, well, we did it boys. We found the worst architect song. It's like, you're a fucking moron. Like you clearly have not heard unbeliever, but, um, <laughs> no, this, and actually speaking of unbeliever, there were the amount of like little Easter eggs and references to past songs, um, on this record was really exciting. And typically I find that stuff a little bit cheesy and a little bit on the nose, but I found it and maybe I'm biased because I love architects, but I found it very well done. Like the reference, the reference to unbeliever in the song, damn it. Of course I don't have it in front of me. Uh, in the song, giving blood, the reference to, um, to, um, memento Mori in, um, and, uh, a broken hymn in the song Dead Butterflies. Like, like the, just the little things sprinkled here and there I thought was really well done. Yeah. No, it was an incredible record. And yeah, I highly recommend this. Yeah, I I, I really think... From, I mean, I could talk about this record for an hour straight easily. Um, yeah. That, that is to say... Um, that's not to say that there aren't some crimin- uh, some criminals, some criticisms... Um, Mm -hmm. that I do have about this record. Very minimal stuff for the most part. Um, I do think that the last third of it drags a little bit. You know, there's 15 songs. I'd say the last five drag just ever so slightly. I think I I can... What's that? I didn't really have a problem. Well, 
the first few times I listened to this record, I didn't have that problem at all. None, not at all. But I've probably listened to this album maybe 15 times at this point. Like I, I went hard with this album. I listened to it four times on the day of release. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, and at this point I can confidently say the last third of it does drag basically from libertine onto the end uh, just a little bit. And it's not something that makes me, that kills the record for me. But like, if you take out the song demigod, I'd be totally okay with it. And I think that it would stop it from dragging. I get that. And I mean, granted, I did just give like props to demigod, but I do get the whole, <laughs> there, there are lazy points in it but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it lazy oh well, i don't um, know like the whole like low like low tone like i'm a damn god like stuff yeah, you know yeah no it it stuff like that i kind of could have lived without um i could have i mean we get dead butterflies which is sort of a slower song and then we get flight without feathers which is another slower song and then we close the record on a slower song with um dying is absolutely safe I think mm-hmm. I could have probably lived without flight without feathers as well. Excuse me as well. Um, that being said, I don't dislike the song. I don't dislike Demigod either. I just think that, you know, maybe save those songs for something else because the flow of the record, I think it would have benefited the flow of the record a little bit, but the record is still great from beginning to end has a fantastic lead off track with, do you dream of Armageddon? Like this is Johnny. I was thinking about this last night. It's the perfect intro track because it doesn't transition into black lungs. It exists as its own entity. Like you can listen mm-hmm. to the song on its own, but then when you listen to it with the entirety of the record following it, it's fantastic. It sets up the record perfectly. This, it's the perfect type of intro track. It really is. You said that very well. It's, it's an incredible introduction. Cause like you said, it doesn't like sink in, but at the same time, it represents the whole album in a sense. But it's such a vague response that you got to go now and find it like throughout the whole album. And you will get the vibes throughout the rest of the album. Yeah, completely agree. Like, cause I, I like when albums start with intro tracks like that, but I'm very picky and choosy about the ones that I do like because so many of them, it's like if it transitions into the first song that and it's done well, that's really cool. But like to use an example, like break, like both of the last two breaking Benjamin records have intro and outro tracks. Neither of them, neither of those intro or outro tracks from either record can be used as standalone tracks. Like if you were listening to your Spotify on shuffle right now and Lyra came on from, I think that one was on, um, was on the last breaking Benjamin album, the name embers. I think it was on Ember. If that song came on, I would skip it in a heartbeat. It just doesn't work as a standalone track. If uh, Do You Dream of Armageddon came on right now, I'd be like, yeah, I can listen to it. It's a minute and 40 seconds. It works as a standalone track. No, absolutely. (laughs) What are you typing? I I was just putting something up on Hulu real quickly. Like that, I had to like check. (laughs) What? Are you watching shit on Hulu while we do this? <laughs> no, but I was just like, I should probably check this. All right. I, I'm not even going to ask. I don't know. I don't want to know what you're watching. We're on a roll here. 
Um, not, <laughs> I'm not watching anything. I, like I said, I could seriously talk about this Architects record all day. I, I think it's, yeah. it's really great. And it's probably, I hate to say this because it's so early in the year. And there's so many other records and, and artists who have yet to even announce what they're putting out yet. But this is probably my number one album of the year. I'm saying that right now, confidently saying that on March 19th. There's also going to be like a Slipknot album coming out this year and a Rammstein album and a Ghost album and a bunch of other ones. And, too. A, Go and a Gojira album. And oh, yeah. Spirit Box is supposed to be putting out their you know, their album this year. Royal Blood has an album coming out the same day as the Gojira album. I'm, I'm pumped for both of those. It's like, I didn't even know about the Royal Blood album until weeks after it was announced, until after I learned that Gojira was also putting out an album on that same day. And after I listened to Architects, I was like, oh, Gojira, which is the other band who I was super, like, really anticipating for this year, they have their work cut out for them to top this, at least for me personally. Yeah. No, and uh, it's definitely going to be in my top 10, for sure. I definitely am interested to see where it's going to land, though. Um, I can tell you an album that's not going to be in my top 10, though, Johnny. <laughs> Where'd you go? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear can you, you hear now. me? What the <laughs> fuck happened? I don't know. I Dude, I sent up... <laughs> I just gave you such a great and this isn't your fault I mean, it's a technical thing but I gave you like the perfect Hail Mary pass right. to the end zone for a segue and it's like it just landed like 10 feet short <laughs> you were wide open in the end zone we're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl because of this pass for this, this segue and then you just kicked it <laughs> I don't think either of us did anything wrong. I think the wind just knocked it down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you were wide open. The throw was perfect, but the it, the wind was just too strong coming straight at us, and it just knocked it down, and it nosedived like 10 feet shy of you. Well, the album that is not going to be on the top 10 list <laughs> is your welcome <laughs> by Dana Remember. Yeah, in case they couldn't hear you over me laughing because that happens, you said you're welcome by a day to remember. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Um, you know what? You let off your with your thoughts about Architect. I guess I'll lead off this this one here because I, I have a Go lot for of it. feelings about this record. It's a, I explained this to you before we started. It's a stark contrast between for those that wish to exist by Architects and. Uh, you're welcome by a day to remember. And I'm not going to sit here and compare the two records because they're entirely different. They're done by entirely different bands, but they came out exactly a week apart. Architects coming out on the, I think the 26th of February, and then you're welcome coming out, whatever the date was exactly a week later. I, like I said, I listened to that architects album, a, a ridiculous, a ridiculously high amount of times throughout that entire weekend. And up until this day, I listened to your welcome twice on the day of release and was severely depressed the rest of the day. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I say that and you laugh, but I'm only, I'm only kind of kidding. That's the sad part. It's I believe it. Cause I, we've, we've talked a lot about a data member on this, on this show, literally the very first episode of the show, we talked about 
how much we love a day to remember because it was the the 10th anniversary of homesick coming out and i love that album i love pretty much every album that they'd ever done after the first one because i really am not a fan of their first record um i can (laughs) say that confidently say that that has changed after listening to your welcome it's it's rough if you're a re- if you're in a data remember fan who holds this band to a certain standard it's rough and i try i tried really hard to be open-minded i'd like to say that i was open-minded but just because i was open-minded doesn't mean that i have to like it yeah no it was very um you know when you got finn mckenty making a full video about your album that it's either really good or really not good cod my milk is like warm now it's been sitting here for too long (laughs) but yeah i mean it's just as you said and as finn said too it just it didn't seem like they wanted to make this album that is what happened you got a fueled by ramen too what he also said that you also said yeah i I beat him to the punch on that one so that's a a surprise right there but because i you can go back to whatever episode that was in uh, the in like I think August of 2019 was when Degenerates came out, which was the lead single on this record. It was like fucking 18 months ago. Yeah, because this album just kept getting delayed for stupid reasons, to my understanding. But like yeah. when, when Degenerates came out, both of us were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, I still is- remember where I was when I heard Degenerates. I I remember where I was too. I was sitting outside at work at the old school, I work in the new version of that school now because they were testing the fire alarms in the building while we were eating lunch. And we're like, we're not going to, we're going to go sit outside in the shade. We're not going to sit inside and listen to the damn fire alarm. And then you texted yeah. me. I think you texted me. You were like, did you hear the new, a, a date or member song? Or maybe I texted you. I don't remember. And we were both like, yeah, this is not good. And then I'm the one who pointed out. I was like, dude, it's on fucking fueled by ramen. What is this? Yeah. I didn't know they. Tri- I didn't know they changed labels. Um, and then I was like, "Fuck!" They went to Fueled by Ramen. That's odd. And you brought up to me, like, yeah, every band that goes to Fueled by Ramen, their fucking sound completely changes, and they get that watered down, lukewarm rock tone that I brought up a while back. And that's exactly what we got on this record. And and that's not to say that there aren't some some good points on this record. I think that I, I resentment I was critical of when it first came out. That song has grown on me. I don't necessarily love it, but at least it feels like in a day to remember song when I listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think like we said when when this came out, the chorus to Mind Reader is really good. It's catchy as hell. I find myself humming it all the time. But the rest of the mm-hmm. song is just kind of mush. Like, it doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. And then, let me bring up the track list here. Um, I, f- I, I feel like I liked Permanent a lot, but it's been a long time since I've listened to this album. <laughs> yeah. Um, Last Chance to Dance was pretty good. I did listen to that one again this morning. I listened to some of the album before we started here today. Um, but I have to say, how the fuck... Did a day to remember go from songs like "You Should Have Killed Me When You Had the Chance" and fast forward to 2012 to songs like "Wait Till I Got Some Fuck You Money" and 
it's hard to practice what you preach when life is a beach. That fucking line. Just. Oh, my gosh, that pisses me off. Not to mention Viva La Mexico as well. That's the, that is such a bad song name. It's kind of catchy, but the so, yeah, the song name's so bad. No, it's I, I just don't get it, dude. I I don't know why. I I really hope that this album wasn't their idea entirely. I I want to believe that fueled by ramen was like, no, if you're gonna do an album with us, you need to make it sound like this, and then we'll let you do what you want on on whatever your next release is. I have to believe that. Because otherwise, I just don't like the band as much. And and that's sad to say because I love A Day to Remember. And I've been listening to a shit ton of A Day to Remember the last few weeks leading up to the record's release because I was, I was excited for the new album despite the fact that I didn't really like any of the singles. And I've been listening to them a lot since it came out because I've been craving the A Day to Remember that I actually really love. And we didn't get that on this record. And it, it's just... I don't want to be that asshole who's like, oh, you guys, you know, you dropped the ball with this one, put out heavy music again. It's like, I don't care if the music's particularly heavy. I just won't, don't want it to sound like Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And uh, it's just, this was something I knew was coming. We both knew this was coming. Um... And I just, I really, see, my fear is, because you were saying, I hope that a Fueled by Ramen forced this, what I do too, I kind of believe that, but at the same time, it's like, you kind of saw this coming, with like, Common Courtesy, with Bad Vibrations, it kind of was going in a more poppy tone. I... I don't know if I fully agree with that though. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from for sure, but it's like those albums still had look at common courtesy and look at any album that they've ever done. They, they are known as, as Finn said in his video, it's just going to sound like we're regurgitating everything he said. But I mean, he talks about how a data member was always the best when it came to being a pop punk band with breakdowns. And I never liked to exclusively call them a pop punk band because that's not, I don't feel like that's what they are. They, they, they were kind of a blend of pop punk and metalcore, and they did it really well. And um, I mean, look at Common Courtesy, which you use as an example. Songs like Dead and Buried. That song is fucking brutal. And then it gets to the chorus, and you're like, oh, this is fun. It's fun to sing along to. That's why I love that song in particular. It's super heavy. And then the chorus is really upbeat and catchy and fun to sing along to. And there's tons of songs like that on that record, on Bad Vibrations, but none of them really ever hinted to me like oh they're gonna be just a full-blown pop punk band someday and i maybe i should have felt that way when i heard songs like we got this which is to this day maybe the most hated a day to remember song in my mind because i just think it's a gross overly like try hard pop punk song and then i heard this fucking record didn't jive with me very well can you repeat that statement i think the i think the wind kicked in again <laughs> <laughs> it just it didn't jive with me very well it didn't do anything for me that i was looking 
like that I wanted to kind of hear. I don't think a lot of people heard what they wanted to hear on it. And granted, I kind of knew this was coming, but yeah, it's just, you know, I, I wasn't, it was kind of weird getting the great album by architects and getting this. It, no, like it, it's like I said, when I let off here, it was just a really stark contrast from one Friday, getting music from one of my all time favorite bands and loving every second of it for the most part, and then getting more new music by another one of my all-time favorite bands and having it basically ruin my day. And it was, and let me actually make that, make it clear. It's not them ruining my day. It's the fact that it's just, I don't, you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know. I really, it's just, I really wanted to like, the new music that one of my favorite bands was putting out and I just didn't like it. And there are people out there who enjoy it, you know, bless your hearts. You're a stronger soul than I am, but it, this just isn't it. It, and I hate to say it. It doesn't feel like an, a day to remember record at all. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So, I mean, we could yeah. do this episode could easily be, two hours long, an hour for architects and an hour for a day to remember. I, I could spend oh, yeah. so much time on this. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's kind of where we stand with those albums. Um, you did bring up though, how our first episode ever was an anniversary show towards the 10 year anniversary of the a day to remember album homesick. Yes. And I think it's so interesting. You should sent me something earlier a year ago today we did our first show without the studio that's right today uh march the 19th is the one year anniversary of the first time we did a podcast remotely and you know what's really scary johnny what we've done more content remote than we ever did in that studio oh wow Dude, like, I was thinking this too right after you said that. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen Cam in person in over a year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We should, we got to fucking change that, honestly. (laughs) We do, yeah. (laughs) We really have to change that because I genuinely miss the energy that we had when we were in studio. And I think we have a decent energy. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think we have a decent energy when we work remotely. But it's nothing like some of those times in the studio. Like when we would draw on the whiteboard in studio, when we were drawing, we drew cannabis leaves and joints. And we're like, whose is better? We <laughs> waving to Steve as he walked by and, and yelling, hi, Steve. Like, yeah, just like there's so much. There's such a different energy. And then the second we started on originally it was skype then we went over to zoom and now we're on discord and yeah like you could just like the energy was still there but i'm like dude i just miss like that whole setup having like being in the fucking studio doing this shit yeah and like being one-on-one with each other was a lot different yeah and Go, go whenever, on. whenever we can get like some sort of a studio, I'm trying to figure something out. Like we're definitely bringing that fucking chaotic energy back, dude. I, dude, I'm almost there. I, I'm making a studio 
in my room basically and i'm i'm getting there i have oh that, that's right yeah like my room isn't it's not it's not there yet but it's getting there i i have furniture that i'm looking at uh to buy uh like two i mean literally two ikea chairs um and then there's a there's i need to get a table for in between them i need to get um an, another microphone another arm like it's going to be a little while because it's going to cost a lot of money but i'm almost there with making my own my own personal space so as soon as this is done or in a like we don't even have to have the cameras yet just having two microphones in a room again and sitting across yeah. from each other is going to bring back the energy that we used to have at least sort of. And that's not to say that our energy has been bad remote. I don't think it has been like, cause the dynamics just are different. Like exactly like how else was were we like, supposed to have all my great zoom backgrounds. If we were going to be in, in studio a still. Exactly. <laughs> how were exactly. we going to get Otis from the barnyard behind me in studio a Johnny? I still want, still my favorite is the Papa Emeritus one. Um, which one is that? The Infestus You Mom one where it's him holding two guns. Oh yeah, Monstrous Glock. Yeah, Monstrous Glock. <laughs> <laughs> I think See, that's, what that's, the thing, that's the thing though, I was like, I was trying to build a studio over here. I'm still trying to figure out if I can do something like that back here as well in case or backup, but since you're doing the studio over there, I'll definitely try and help out and we'll talk more off mic about that. But yeah, that, yeah, I definitely cannot wait to do that. Also, we're totally seeing architects when they come back around. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, there's so many concerts that I want that the amount of bands that I want to see right in this moment is higher than any number or any number of bands that I've ever wanted to see before. I want to see Architects again. I'm dying to see Royal Blood, Spirit Box, Gojira. Like, the list just goes on. There's so many artists who I'm dying to see right now. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, it's... Hopefully things are starting to look up, so maybe we will have that again in hopefully the near future. Yeah, boy, and I'm getting my I'm getting my vax tomorrow, so we're... I mean, honestly, this... I, I think that, generally speaking we are kind of getting to the end of this very long, dark tunnel. We are very much at the end. As long as we don't completely fuck this up, we <laughs> can actually get out of this. I, I think that we're going to be okay. And this is coming but from the person the who downplayed this virus before it started. <laughs> like go back. That's I don't remember what episode did. that was. I remember saying on this very podcast, like, it's not a big deal. It's going to be under control. Nothing like we're going to be totally fine. And then like a month later, we're working remotely. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what everybody thought too. That's not just you. Everybody was like, oh, okay, it's like the flu. Cause that's what we all thought. And then like our government's like, no, this is a, this is a natural disaster pretty much. Like this is, we are going to put the entire country under lockdown. And we're like, whoa, what the fuck do you mean? And then we're like, all right, this is only for two weeks. We'll be fine. And a year later, you and I are celebrating the one year anniversary of doing the show via our fucking MacBooks. Dude, celebrating is a strong word. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do think that we are. 
I, I'm not going to say that we're out of this, but we it's certainly looking up, uh, which compared to a year ago, it, uh, I, I, I've said this like three times already in this episode, but it's, it's, it's a stark contrast and it's, it's a good one at this point. I, I'm happy where we are um, working our way out of here. I feel happy at, at where I am in my life trying to, you know, set up this studio. I'm making good money and I'm using that money to, to push towards my dream of, of making content, you know, as a job. And hopefully you'll be involved in that. Um, Absolutely. For a long time, so. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like I got a pretty much okay. broken finger, so I can't say the same. But. <laughs> you got a broken finger and a lot of other things you were telling me before we started. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all but good. I'm glad to hear you're out. doing good, Cam. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that I'm doing good, too, Johnny. And, you know, what? It, it, we are we are looking up right now. Once that finger is healed, you'll be back to playing your guitar and then you and then you'll be just fine exactly oh and um yeah that pretty much it kind of brings us to the end i guess but yeah architect's good i did remember bad and um <laughs> it just that's the title and, uh, of the episode just, what that's the title of the episode i was literally about to say we just got the title of the episode <laughs> but um yeah so that's really it Thank you for listening to the Turning Tables podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Turning Tables MA. For Cameron Pierce, the voice of logic and reason, I'm John Azani. Peace.